In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet that, frankly, is getting kind of tired of pay-per-views seemingly every weekend. Am I right? Yep. yep. Pretty sure we're not the only ones there, guy. I'm going to say we are. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, fighting District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm I'm swell. I'm excited to do our our first WBU, and oh, we're not going to be able to do a WBU, are we? It's another pay per view. Also joining us <laughs> from up north, RCMP JLB. I as well was so excited to do an actual WBU. I kind of even forgot that NXT Takeover was on tonight. It's because of you, lovely fellas, and another friend of mine who had messaged me about the show, and I'm like, "What are you guys talking about?" He's like, "NXT Takeover." I'm like, "Oh, it's on tonight." totally threw me off that it was on sunday Whoop. yeah if, if it makes you feel any better i rushed home last night smarks can attest to this i rushed home last night to get on for nxt and, and i called him i was like all right so have i missed anything yet he's like of what <laughs> like take over it's tomorrow night oh <laughs> yeah, they decided oh, yeah. to fuck with us and move it to Sunday. Yeah. Well, I, in, in fairness, I remember back earlier in the year they announced that they were going to be moving them to Sundays, and then I just totally forgot about them. That's why you don't announce it earlier on in the year, and you just announce it at like, your last pay-per-view. Hey, we're moving our pay-per-views to Sunday. Yeah. Now, I know granted Triple H did promote the hell out of it this week, but clearly I wasn't paying attention to Triple H's promotions. Um, but yeah, needless to say, I just missed half of the Velveteen Dream match, which I believe was the first match. No? Nope. Um, nope. Not. Nope. No oh, way. no? Nope. Damn. Sure okay. Sure was not. Um, so, so JLB will probably be a little quiet through the first part of this review because we're going to just spoil it for him. Oh, let's be honest. What's the chances of JLB being quiet? Yeah, true. True. Got a point. I don't like the kid, but he's got a point. The, the only chance of that is if I click this here mute button. You would. I totally would. Yes, you're correct. It would have been so much better <laughs> if you'd have clicked it at exactly the point he said you. You clicked <laughs> it. Uh, anyways, before we get to the reviews, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network. So once you're done listening to this and, of course, liking, sharing, and subscribing, head on over to tatnisco.com and check out the other shows on the network. Do it! Do it! Do it! What are you waiting for? Just do it! <laughs> Insert will Shia LaBeouf. Nike, Nike will also just sue us for the hell of it. In five, four, three, two, one. The well, they'll have to come get us. Shia I don't know. The bus name probably equals us getting sued, too. Yeah. <laughs> Shia. That being said, we'll just have to go to 
Turks and Caicos. I don't think they have an extradition treaty, so. Ah, uh, good old Turks and Caicos. Good old Turks. Turks, Turks well, right now though, they 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 need us, guys. They they their do. Their a little down, and uh, I'm feeling a little down that their tourism is down. So why not up their tourism by going there and bringing all of our friends with us to Turks and Caicos, where they imagine, where they, damn it, I don't have any great little tagline right now. <laughs> imagination, let's. Damn it! Never mind. On yeah. to the next. Ah, Turks and Caicos. So, so Turks and Caicos, if you ever do sponsor us, send your own taglines because obviously JLB is not going to come up with a good one for you. Turks and nope. Caicos, we have beaches. Turks and Caicos, where the uh, and damn it, I don't, I don't just go there. Just go there. The economy's rough. Let your imagination, Turks and Caicos, let your imagination run free. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I think the better one would be Turks and Caicos. Let your imagination. <laughs> that seems unfinished. That's it. That's, That's all we're doing. The whole story. Let's go, go for it. And, until we get paid, Turks and Caicos. Let your imagination. Where's the rest of the sentence? Pay us, and you'll find out. We'll deliver it in person during <laughs> our three-week stay. Damn, three weeks. Holy cow! <laughs> He's really our sponsorship there, package huh? is probably a little long for my job. <laughs> Once once we've been back to Turks and Caicos, we'll never go back to our jobs. That's it. Oh, great. So Turks and Caicos is a haunted island. It is fairly close to Bermuda, so... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you lousy kids. That meddling dog. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go ahead and start talking about WWE NXT TakeOver 31. And the first thing I'm going to say is um come on takeovers used to have like great names and stuff and now they're just it's the 31 it's the 31st one we're tired of naming them but it's in a new location it is in a new location so why don't they at least use that as capital wrestling returns or something like that but no just 31 but yes new location new old location really because it's really the same old. It's it's what moving to the performance center. They just called them Takeover Chicago, Takeover New York. Oh, they they used to have have some really great names for the takeovers back in the day, and then they got lazy and just started calling them by the city, and then uh, by the number. Now they're even <laughs> lazier and just calling them by the number, which I don't get because clearly the same creative team is still there. If you can have Extreme Rules, the horror show, and Night of Clash of Champions, Gold Rush, you can just have NXT take over the Take On or something. Like, come on. Well, here's the deal. There's a very reasonable possibility that Trips said, "Now nah, you go ahead and do that with the normal ones. Don't put that shit on mine." <laughs> That's probably valid, too. Well, and here, I, I'm going to caveat all of this by saying that we actually already know that the next TakeOver is not going to be called TakeOver 32. Oh. They announced it tonight, and so I'm just going to skip straight to that because it's way more fun to uh, to skip around. The, but they announced that the next TakeOver will be October 28th, I believe. Oh, yes. Um, yes, okay. This and is it awesome. is... NXT Halloween Havoc. Yes. Which, if I'm not mistaken, we saw Mia Yim on the video package, no? Uh, I didn't really look too closely. I was too busy going, typing, if they don't bring back the WCW pumpkin head, I'm going to be pissed. Okay, but it was a girl with green uh, green hair. 
Oh, no, that's Shotzi Blackheart. Apparently, she's going to be the challenger for Yo, which is cool, I guess. Um, here's uh, before we get too deep into the show, I, I, I have to give props. This hybrid Thunderdome mm-hmm. was fantastic. So that's what I was going to talk about that. The new Capital Wrestling Center, which is really just the performance center with a facelift. Um, I The first thing you notice when you come in, before we even talk about the hybrid uh, Thunderdome elements of it, is they, they spiffed up the plexiglass by adding Chain Link in front of it. And it's amazing what just a little change to that plexiglass has done to make it look so much better. The plexiglass, frankly, just looked kind of cheesy and, and janky. Because uh, it really was. It was just thrown up as, a, oh, crap, we need something to, to, to do. Breath. Plexiglass. Mm, um, but now you've got that. Now it looks like it's a cage fight feel, right? So I'm Indeed. all for that. And then when they turned the lights on, uh, not only did you see there were people, wrestlers, performance center wrestlers, um, in the arena cheering like they've had before, but above them is a giant wraparound screen that wrapped around all the visible sides of the uh, performance center. That um, is not tiered. It's just tiered, just a flat. flat. Yes, and it it was filled with people watching just like Thunderdome. So it really, it looked like people like in a balcony looking down sort of I'm thing. starting to wonder <laughs> if, they're, if they use, uh, if they're using reused video footage for the, the there, audience faces. There is a chance because as far as I know, they never sent out invitations to register for this. However, they could have sent out People who had previously registered. That's true. Hey, come into this secret event. Well, sort of a thing. JLB, did you get an invitation? Uh, I wouldn't have got it technically. My friend would have. Uh, but no, he did not get an invitation. Yeah. I feel like it honestly could just be maybe people who they completely trust too. That's that's the thing. Is it 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 probably was a few select people. It was probably people that they had a couple times before and they trusted not to. You know, I don't know, put up a picture of the KKK or, you know, something that says Fire Velveteen Dream, because that really would have looked bad during a specific match of this show. So, um, but so it did look really cool. The the people up there. I if it, I think it fed the chance perfectly, because then you were allowed to the piping and the noise didn't hurt because you have the big fake audience, and then you also have the fans, the live in in person quote air quote fans that managed to get an NXT chant going. Yes, <laughs> which is where I really the first time I noticed it went, holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal is. If they would have started a This Is Awesome chant, I wouldn't have had my complaint that I had Correct. at the last one where there was a This Is Awesome chant and there was nobody in the actual last, crowd. The last one. Uh, that would have been, what is that? Uh, starts with a C. K. Cock. Cock. So, but anyways, yes, the the now named Capital Wrestling Center, of course, named after uh, Capital Wrestling Championship, which was the predecessor of WWE. It was Vince McMahon's father's 
territorial days wrestling uh, thing. Um, and so I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, because we know that they only have the lease on the Amway Center, I think it's the Amway Center, till the end of October. And then they're they're hoping to be back to live events and touring by then. But I can't help but think that this is their contingency plan to spiff up the performance center. So if they had to go back to it again, it was set up to be like a Thunderdome. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I think it was. I think it's better than the Thunderdome. I, th- I certainly think it's better than the no fans, and it's definitely better than the only wrestlers as fans send out tweets but <laughs> so um <laughs> capital wrestling center it was definitely a, an improvement over what they had before i don't know if i would say in my opinion it's better than the thunderdome but in some ways it was it felt more realistic though because you had the real fans there i did find the banging on the board was a bit much i felt like they um again i just maybe haven't heard that in a while um because aew doesn't really do that much or they don't even have a board so it's but the banging on the board was a bit much like i kind of annoying because they overdid it uh but i did love to hear the cheering going on and not just the pipe noises that they always had on raw smackdown and their pay-per-views so i certainly enjoyed it a heck of a lot more uh just a little less banging on the on the on the boards i personally do not mind some banging yeah i i personally prefer to bang the boards (laughs) i bet you do anyways so um we have a pretty big card for a takeover for the night four championship matches oh wow Uh, so i did miss a lot yes (laughs) what's the start uh six ish our time five your time oh wow it's still only two and a half hours so yeah seven yeah seven your time yeah seven seven our time so six your time snap so i missed a full-on hour and a half okay so we will get into the matches as it goes there was a kickoff show that had absolutely nothing except talking heads happen on it so we're not even going to talk about the kickoff show because i can who cares it had Sam Roberts and I don't even remember the other guy. Sam Roberts repulses me. Yeah. Scott Stanford. And they're just, I don't know, they talk about things and they predict and um, I don't even care for it. So Scott is your uh, is the Canadian guy who does it for uh, Sportsnet here. He's our like WWE commercial guy. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh. Don't care still. Uh, <laughs> Wow. That makes me care even less. Um, (laughs) Our commentary team for this night is the new NXT commentary team of Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, and Beth Phoenix. Um, I am going to go ahead and say Wade Barrett is better than Nigel, and that's tough to say. Yeah, I still missed Morrow, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that, that that would have been Vic Joseph's role, and so, uh, <laughs> so we know how I feel about Vic Joseph. He's I, right up there with uh, oh, um, God, who's Michael Cole Jr., the Monday Night guy? Uh, Michael, um, Tim, some generic name. A little little skinny pipsqueak. So yeah. little little skinny. Little skinny pipsqueak. That's his name now. Yes. That's his name from now on. That's all we'll care. So we'll get to the first match of the night. It is the first match, and it's also a championship match. NXT North American title match. Yeah, champion Damian Priest defending against Johnny Gargano. 
the Gargano family has a couple big matches tonight because Johnny has this match. And then Candice LeRae, his wife, has a match against Io Shirai later for the women's championship. So potentially a big night for the Gargano family. Or is it? <laughs> well, the answer is at least no for Johnny Gargano because he does not win this match. No. Was it a good match? Because I definitely missed this It was one. a very good match. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Punishment did a great job. Sorry, Damien. Punishment Martinez was still a better name. Let's just admit it. <laughs> uh, da- Damien Priest. Anyways, uh, so yes, uh, Damien Priest gets the win. Very good match. Back and forth. Um, it it features like Gargano attempting to cheat, uh, but not being able to. Um, like at one point, uh, Gargano's on the outside. Damian Priest tries to do a dive to the outside, and Gargano pulls some security guards in the way. And so Damian Priest hits those guys, and the referee comes down and calls for help for the security guys. And while the referee's distracted, Johnny Gargano takes Damian Priest to Dick Kick City and attempts to uh, get the win, and still does not get the win. Um, and in the end, uh, Gargano tries to go for the one final beat, which is his, um, where he's on the outside on the apron and he jumps over the ropes and hits the DDT. Uh, and Damien Priest catches him and turns it into the reckoning, which is basically his slightly shittier crossroads, effectively. Um, anyways. By Damien- shittier, did you mean better because he's bigger and more talented? No, I meant shittier because he doesn't pull it off as well. This is an NXT review, pal. And I am allowed to critique. That's my job, is to critique. Your job? Job, yes. I pay myself. (laughs) Just check it. I take it out of the ad revenue, and then I put it in my pocket, and that's my pay. Speaking of which, there's a mac and cheese company we will not be taking sponsorships from. Oh, come on. You don't want a lifetime supply of that stuff? No. (laughs) I just want to point out that these guys had to hear about 50 times about how horrible a new mac and cheese that anybody who is a fan of mac and cheese will probably try. And uh, I, I had to tell them over and over and over again how terrible it was. Let's just say the brand of mac and cheese, if Kanye West was in charge, would be called Yeetos. <laughs> mac and it's horrible. Maybe maybe the Flamin' Hot or Jalapeno versions will be better. I'll probably try them. Ugh. Anyway, going back to the match. Yeah. <laughs> Damien Priest gets the win. Uh, he recovers. He does his uh, invisible arrow to the light board so that his name lights up and then his uh, live forever thing lights up. And I don't know. That's, that's about it. They oh, go to the next round. But overall, great match. Like, I, I'm, as much as I don't like, and I've never liked the way Damian Priest hits the crossroads, Reckoning, I don't think it looks good from the way he does it. And it might be because he's bigger. Uh, he He's not able to get under it and spin it quite as easily. And so I think uh, for a guy of his size, I would prefer him to use a bigger power move. The crossroads, to you me... Like the Razor's Edge that he uses? The Razor's Edge. And I think he should use that as his finisher instead of the reckoning i think that's oh. a i think it's designed to be a call out though unfortunately sad that wwe would choose that path yeah but um 
but it was a good match. It was a good match. I don't, we don't really give ratings on individual matches, but it was far above average. So I'd say somewhere in the B's to maybe A minus. I don't know, B plus. But moving on, my match that I was super excited to, and this was the one that I texted uh, to JLB about because I was angry at the beginning and I said, if Kushida does not beat the Velveteen Dream in this match, I'm going to be pissed because frankly, Kushida is one of the best wrestlers in the world. They signed him a year and a half ago and they've done basically jack shit with him. I didn't even real at first, I didn't realize who he was. Because I'm like, I know this name, this, how he's dressed, it's not really familiar to me. So that would allude to your point uh, of the fact that they really haven't done much with him. Because I feel like I haven't seen him in a big role for at least quite some time. Well, he was, he was a pretty big part of the cruiserweight tournament. So that I remember. Yep. And, and I, I truly, again, my picks at the beginning of this, because we didn't know how good Santos Escobar was going to be. Uh, my picks at the beginning of it were uh, Tazawa and him, um, because it would have been the best, most entertaining parts. When, when we got uh, uh, Drake Maverick, obviously that changed a little bit of storytelling, um, and it turned out really nicely there, now that you know Drake Maverick really isn't on TV again. Yeah. <sighs> so glad he was able to win his job back so they can fucking never use him. Bury him again. Anyways. Yeah, moving forward. Anyway, um, Kushida was his match with Jake Atlas, who again, I thought was being pushed too much and still is. Um, his matches, just as a whole in that setup, were so lights out. However, we had, this was a complaint I had during the tournament when I was talking about it. We had all faces. The only heel we had in that entire tournament, you could have made an argument that Swerve was a little bit, but for the most part, it was just Tony Nese. Um, and then eventually Santos Escobar became one of the best heels in, in NXT. I mean, that whole group is fantastic in terms of heel. Um, but this this heel behavior, this tweener, heelish... And I, 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 the only way to say this is heel behavior, Kushida, um, that that really is a tweener. I'm sold, man. I mean, yes, I am 100% in with this. This, I, I don't know, like, kind of like you're saying, I don't know if they're really going to go all the way heel with him, but uh, if they're not, they're definitely doing an aggressive style. And I, I'm fine with them doing heel with him because, uh, he was vicious in this. Like he he targeted a limb, and when he yanked, when he yanked, uh, uh, oh, Velveteen Dream through the ropes, jumping back all the way back past the steps, mm-hmm. twice in a row. I was like, oh my gosh! Like I'm sold. I'm sold, man. So this was. This was a great match. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Velveteen Dream uh, character work. I'm right now not a huge fan of his uh, real-life character, but that's beside the point as well. Um, but there's no arguing that he's not talented. He's very talented in the ring. And Kushida is legitimately, arguably, one of the best in the world. At the very least, one of the best in his weight class in the world. 
um, he does the thing. He didn't do it at all in this, but um, he did it a couple times previously where someone's going for a top rope move on him, like a uh, top rope Spanish fly or a top rope Hurricane Rana or something like that. And or top rope uh, suplex and mid move he turns it into a cross arm breaker. It's gorgeous. The agility that this kid has. And I he think does it a lot too. Yeah. So why did he switch from tights to jeans though? I kind of liked him on the tights. It made him like seem more of a legitimate wrestler, I guess. Uh, well, storylines for this jeans is... since his story started though. Yeah. The oh, story right. this is going on is that. He's tired of being taken for granted. He's tired of people thinking he's just Mr. Nice Guy. And so now he's out to show that he's the real deal. And so he's... So I'm going to put on a pair of jeans to show you that I'm not a Mr. Nice Guy anymore? Yeah, that's that's the rule. You change your clothing to show you're not the same guy. Everyone does it. Uh, Bailey got new tights when she turned. It was different tights, but it was still tight new. Anyways, Kushida uh, tapped him out with the hoverboard lock. Uh, continued to. Velveteen Dream tried to even put it, uh, pull it into a Death Valley or a Dream Valley driver, uh, but Kushida kept him in the hoverboard lock and tightened it and tightened it. After the match, Kushida releases, celebrates his win, and then goes back and continues to go after Velveteen Dream's arm. And here's where I'm going to give a ton of credit to Velveteen Dream here. He sold this like you would not believe. I really believed he was maybe in pain from this. Uh, and that's good selling, you know, that helped me suspend my disbelief enough to be like, wow, he actually broke his arm. Yeah, it was uh, just, it was a great match. It, uh, on Raw or SmackDown, this is match of the night. Mm-hmm. On Clash of Champions, this might have been match of the night. Yeah. Uh, on NXT TakeOver 31, there's still a it lot of matches match. <laughs> There's still a lot of matches to come. So uh, we got a promo for Halloween Havoc. This is when they officially announced Halloween Havoc for Wednesday, October 28th. So it's not technically their pay-per-view, I guess. It's going to be an NXT pay-per-view. But it's a pay-per-view level NXT show. TV yeah. show. Um, I'll probably still watch AEW and record it. Oh, that's me. <laughs> uh, we see Candice LeRae getting ready for her match that's going to be later on in the night. We mentioned before Candice LeRae versus EO. But before that, we've got the NXT Cruiserweight title match. Santos Escobar defending it against Isaiah Swerve Scott. I still have a hard time not calling him Shane Strickland. Uh, seriously, WWE, stop changing names for no good reason. Yeah, straight up. But... It's character. That's some good S word. Yeah. Well, no, it's 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 all about licensing, is what it is. It's like uh, Baba Tunde, who is now Dabakato. The whole reason uh, they changed his name to Dabakato is they can trademark Dabakato, but they cannot trademark his real name, which means a they can't make extra money off of it, and b if he leaves to go to another company. Now suddenly they feel like they made him famous with the name. Uh, whereas this way, if he leaves, he's got to wrestle under a different name, and it's kind of, in their mind at least, they're not profiting off of our hard work. Anyways, but Shane Strickland developed his name elsewhere. Right. Okay. 
Let's just hope he doesn't make a Twitch account with his WWE name now. That that is. Um, here's the deal. <clears throat> There's reports that uh, Vince McMahon sent out, or I should say WWE sent out an email saying that effective, um, and I want to say it's like in two weeks, WWE will be taking possession of all WWE talent's Twitch accounts, regardless of whether they're under their personal name or not, that they will now become WWE promotional property. And in the end, I think that's just... What? begging for a loss. I think this is this is potentially the, the time when WWE stepped too far and somebody finally fights back against it. I feel like they would have done their due diligence though. I don't know, man, because that does seem like a lawsuit waiting to happen, but here's the deal is due diligence doesn't doesn't matter in this. These are independent contractors and you cannot buy law control what independent contractors do when they're not on your time right you say you hire a roofer to re-roof your house you cannot by law tell them that they can't also re-roof that person's house right you can say you can't work at that person's house while you're on the clock for me you can say while you're on the clock for me don't surf your facebook page or don't live stream but when they go home at the end of the day, you have no authority over that. So this is where they could be. This is opening up that can, can of worms that could eventually lead to some some pretty big problems for WWE if they go through with this. So I think either a lawsuit happens or uh, they realize the error of their ways and they back off. But they have to sign the contract, no? Essentially to agree to it. Uh, according to the way it's doing now, they're not offering, this isn't a contract thing. They are saying we are taking it, they're trying to claim it's part of their old contract. Uh, But, uh, even if it was part of their old contract, it's not enforceable by law. So, it's kind of like, officially, we always hear about these no-compete clauses. By law, no-compete clauses are total BS. Um, you can't stop someone from making a living, right? right? You just can't. And if anyone really wanted to fight a no-compete clause, they'd probably win. The problem is, it would take you six months to fight it in court, or you can just wait out your 90 days. Right. So that's why most people don't fight it. But for this Twitch livestream, Paige, Paige makes a living on Twitch, right? Uh- um, under her real name, and so it doesn't matter if she's under a WWE contract. They try to take that from her. I think she fights it, right? Yeah, she mentioned it on Twitter or something that she wasn't going to uh, stand for what WWE is doing and so on. So, and, and plus, she's not even under contract anymore, like you mentioned. So I don't even see them doing anything with her. I felt like she just wanted to at least stand up for her people that are uh, in this issue because yeah, really ridiculous. Side note, the dangerously cheesy mac and cheese <laughs> is better cold. Oh. Now, was this like the easy mac or was this the full cook it on the stove? Mac? This is the full cook it on the stove stuff. Because frankly, I've never liked the easy mac. No, it's not either. the same. What's the easy mac? You put it on the microwave? Yeah, it's just yeah. a little bowl. You put some water in it, you microwave it, and then you mix the stuff in and it's Jeez. done. No, never do that. Because mm-hmm. uh, America. 
Yep. But better, cool. Still, probably would choose K R A F T. Hashtag still unsponsored. Probably eat craft dinner. Look, I like craft dinner. We'd probably eat more. If I had a million dollars. A million dollars. Don't sing too much. You guys have such amazing voices. Yes. It might get marked. <laughs> get us a copyright strike for that. It was our real voices. <laughs> so good, we'd be on Shazam. Oh, it's by that group. It's by the uh, BNL. Yes. The BNL. Well, I'm not going to say BNL. <laughs> because hashtag still unsponsored. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Kushida was amazing. Kushida was amazing. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar was kind of the opposite thing. Um, I like Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, but I saw no reason storyline wise for him to win this. Really, oh, Santos like, plays such a good heel too, mm-hmm. and that's the deal. Is is we're still establishing Santos. He's a heel, so that's gonna work against Isaiah in this wreck. So I thought I was just hoping for a good match from Swerve, and I think we got a good match. Um, yeah. As good as the Kushida match, probably not, but but still a very good match. Um, but I mean, you you just had to follow a match that had to follow. Gargano match and was better than it. Yes. So uh, Damian Priest was great. Um, rarely would I say Damian Priest is going to have a better match than Kushida. Um, he can. He's capable of it. Gargano always puts on good matches, and and it's a testament to Dream. Even though even though some people don't love him right now, um, you know it takes two to make that tango happen, and they. It's tough to follow a match that just beat a Gargano match. <laughs> that was just better than a Gargano match. Probably a four and three quarter star Gargano match. I, I, it would be really tough to not rate the Kushida match a five star match. So uh, this, of course, featured uh, the rest of uh, Logano del Fantasmo uh, attempting to help Escobar get the win. Um, and then Ashante Adonis comes down to help uh, Swerve for, I don't know, reasons. I guess I don't watch 205 Live enough to know if they've established some sort of friendship on there. Maybe. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of would make sense if you want this to be a storyline that you establish it on the show people actually watch. Might make sense. That's just me, though. Um, I think I think that's been more on 205 Live than it has been on NXT. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. They should put it on the show that people actually watch if they want people to care about it. Um, anyways, but in the end, Santos Escobar gets the win, uh, as it should be. Good match. Not the best tonight. In fact, arguably might be the worst. Might be the worst of the night. <laughs> um, and, but and... that's not saying this is a bad match. No, I, make I sure mean, as a whole, this pay-per-view is really good. Yes. Uh, it's also one... where you put your worst match of the night. Yep. Perfectly played. Yeah. Right there, this was the the get up and use the restroom match. And this is the only time you can use the restroom, restroom so you better get up and use it. Well, there was some promo time that was good for restroom usage. Oh, I mean, as long as you didn't have a big poop. Yes. If you were a guy and could pee in 43 seconds, you're fine. Um, there's plenty of times. Boy, you, you really do marathon peas, don't you? 43 seconds, that's a long time. 
that that is actually according to a scientific paper i read the um <laughs> average maximum time that any mammal can empty their entire bladder no matter how big or small they are the maximum time is 43 seconds i feel like you made that up i feel no, like i, I, I feel uh, like 87 percent of statistics are made up on the spot uh, I can tell you that that was 100% a article I read, a scientific study that they did uh, to do it. I cannot tell you why I read a scientific study on how long it takes a mammal to empty their bladder, but it 100% is a statistic. I kid you not. Um, it's gotten to the point so far that, uh, you know, in, in my household, if I have to use the restroom and my wife has to use it too and I'm like I'll I'll just be 43 seconds I swear <laughs> because that's the joke is that that's the maximum time it should take me if I'm any longer than that something's wrong <laughs> true that um in the end we're moving on okay <laughs> to to the NXT women's title match Candice LeRae versus champion Io Shirai uh this match almost had me screaming bullshit at the end of it um and deja vu but then didn't and they saved themselves so this was a, a stellar match i mean what could we expect from io shirai and candace LeRae? it was a very very good match um went back and forth a uh, little bit of everything from everyone uh both people looking great i don't know what else to say but in the end uh, all three I, I, I want to add one extra person to this because the referee took the best bumps I think mm-hmm. any referee's ever taken. That second bump that the referee took was gold. <laughs> oh, it was, it was better than Charles Robinson flopping out of the ring when it broke it. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. That's my yes. favorite. No, but he said this one was sold better than Charles <laughs> Robinson flopping out of the ring when it broke it. Um, yeah. So, so that brings us to the moment that I almost yelled bullshit, uh, which was after a ref bump. Uh, two Cand- ref bumps. Right. Well, two ref bumps, yeah. But after the ref is out, Candice LeRae uh, goes for a pin, and Johnny Gargano rolls in the ring in a referee shirt and tries to fast count for the win. And I, I literally was like, are you kidding me? We just did this a few months ago with Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks. And we were calling bullshit then. Just because you've got a ref shirt on does not mean you've got the authority to make ref decisions. I love um, that he's putting it on as he runs down. Yeah. Just, hilarious. We gotta get the sun, gotta get the sun. <laughs> uh, and like I said, he rolls in and it is 100% a quick count. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He probably hit the mat two times in less than what it takes someone to hit the, ball, the mat for even just the first time. It was one, two, uh, but right before the three, Io Shirai kicked out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Johnny Gargano tries to help his wife, grabs the belt, tries to get it to his wife. At that point, the ref gets up, uh, notices that, starts to argue with Johnny Gargano, saying, give me my shirt back. <laughs> was it your shirt? He was still wearing a shirt. Like, he took yeah, the other shirt off of it. But- what was like was that your shirt in the back did you do you know he's i don't see a name on it this is very confusing to me <laughs> uh, but but then uh he secretly drops the belt to candace ray candace ray kabongs io shirai with it uh tries to get the cover io shirai still kicks out at two 
Larray is devastated. She goes to the top, but in the end, Io Shirai hits her with some palm strikes, climbs up, hits the super Spanish fly, and then jumps back up and hits her big old moonsault to win. So Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, the entire Gargano family, come up not for this match, for this show. Capital losers. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the thing. I don't know. I I wasn't disappointed in either or winning or losing. Um, I kind of would have liked to have seen Candice LeRae maybe take it. I'm curious to see how she would do with the NXT Championship. I think it would push her... A little bit more because I think she's a phenomenal wrestler, not as good as there, but uh, it'd be a good time because I want to see more of her and maybe a little bit more of Gargano being less whiny. But I definitely would like to see how she does in the main event picture for the woman's title. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I even sent the text on this that I was torn on it because I really think Candice LeRae deserves a run with the belt and uh, she's such a phenomenal wrestler, I think. Um, but at the same point, I really love EO, and it's hard for me to argue with EO being the champion right now, especially with what happens after the match, um, which gets me super excited for the future of NXT right now. After the match, EO uh, Shirai is celebrating. They play a couple replays. She raises the title, and then all of a sudden, the big screen shows Tony Storm congratulating Io Shirai, but making sure that Io and everyone else knows that as of right now, Tony Storm is back in NXT, and she wants to turn NXT upside down and inside out, that it will always, has been, and always will be Tony time. And I'm super stoked for that, because I love me some Tony Storm. As am I. Yeah. Then... What I'm not stoked for is how they went immediately into another promo, and I wasn't sure if it was a commercial or not. Yes. Immediately following that, so we already just got one big return, I guess we'll call it, uh, to NXT uh, with Tony Storm. They then show the payoff to the bit they've been running about a, a previous champion coming back to NXT. And I was almost 100% certain that the previous champion was going to be Bo Dallas. Um, but it was not. This was, they went to outside, you saw the green security camera footage of a person pulling up on a motorcycle, getting off the motorcycle, coming in the door, uh, and then it went to, at the top of the ramp, a person walks out in a motorcycle helmet, takes it off, and it's Ember frickin' Moon. So, Ember Moon. Really good triple threat. Yes. Or quadruple, you can throw, I mean... There's so many people right now. That women's division is so freaking stacked, it's not even funny. Yeah, I that that's about the only reason that in this upcoming draft, I suspicion that we'll get some NXT women taken on to the other rosters because the NXT women's division is so stacked and the Raw and SmackDown women's divisions are, shall we say, not. That's probably the safest word, so you don't get your ass kicked. Um, but so Ember Moon back in NXT, which, you know, to be perfectly honest, probably about the best place to put her. Uh, she was phenomenal NXT and never really got her feet behind her in Raw or SmackDown. I don't even know if she was ever on SmackDown for any extended time. But then they went backstage. They had a promo with Ashante Adonis. Uh, so I don't know. 
I guess we heard more about that. I really didn't pay much attention to it because I was still slack-jawed over Ember Moon coming back. So I had originally thought that we're connected because uh, uh, because Shirai was still in the ring, no? Yeah, so that's the deal. It's connected. Ember Moon is probably at least the, the next immediate challenger for Io Shirai, uh, but Tony Storm is hovering somewhere waiting in the wing i call triple threat yeah very likely uh here's the deal is halloween havoc would be a great time for ember moon to make a big move yeah including taking take a title yeah um, she's also the one who lost it to Shayna baszler mm-hmm. so oh snap okay that was the first champion after oscar yep oscar relinquished Ember Moon was the first champion to win it and held on to it for a very long time and then lost it to Shayna before she went up to the main roster. And then moving yeah. on. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I'm just really excited for NXT stars to be coming back to NXT. It's not even like uh, a takedown or going down to... Oh, Jesus. It's not even like, uh, you know, like they're losing a spot if you're going down to NXT, like how WWE always likes to say, or Vince McMahon likes to say. I just was super excited, and I would be so happy for other stars to go back go back to NXT. Look at Finn Balor, how well he's doing. He was never being used on the main roster, and I just love, love, love what they are doing. Um, with Finn bringing Balor's back also people. still undefeated as the, as the defending... Uh, champion. Universal champion. Yep. Technically, yeah. yeah, he never lost the Universal champion. Now, that said, he did have a shot at it and lost that. But... Semantics. But, yeah. But so uh, Finn Balor also is going into this uh, undefeated on TakeOver since coming back to NXT. And he is the NXT champion who is up next defending it against Kyle O'Reilly. Which is the match that probably had me the most excited of the entire night. And was honestly the match of the night, most probably, because it was awesome. It was phenomenal. It was great. The Kushida match is really close, though. It's very close, but I loved this match. This match had so much storyline to it, going back and forth about all sorts of stuff. It even had surprise at the end that I'm still trying to piece together exactly where they're going with it. So who was that guy, though? I guess we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, was okay. for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start off with, with, I'm a little disappointed that Kyle O'Reilly, when he came in, and as soon as he did boom, and he shouted it out with the the uh, Undisputed Era's music, um, I was really disappointed that he didn't go, Kyle O'Reilly, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I was disappointed, but I felt like that was an okay thing to do. But they're not breaking up Undisputed Era, which is what I thought they were doing out of this. Well, yeah, that's really what the speculation was, that this was going to lead to either Adam Cole turning on Kyle O'Reilly out of jealousy. Um, so either costing him the title, because if I can't be champion, I don't want you to be champion. Or helping him win and then turning on him afterwards, seeing... Basically, I didn't. I wasn't sure if I could beat uh, Finn Balor, but I can beat you. Sort of concept. But neither of those things came true, uh, uh, which was actually really surprising. This match was hard hitting. It was great from the beginning to the end. 
the reversals. Oh my gosh. So many reversals. So many of them. Um, a lot of submission holds. They made a big deal on commentary about Kyle O'Reilly's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training, or as they kept calling it, BJJ training, which mm-hmm. I got to be honest, BJJ is almost harder to say than Brilliant Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is more syllables, but it kind of rolls off the tongue better than BJJ. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, um, but this was a great match. Uh, like you said, I think match of the night. Um, it just went back and forth, back and forth. There was a This Is Awesome chant, um, yeah. which I feel like was probably, I don't want to say organic because it was still being made, by paid, by, by paid people but at least was it was started coming out of people's mouths right instead of piped in you know um and that's it so either way it's still organic because they know when to say it as opposed to having the production guys be like okay maybe this is when they'll say it the people that are there are actually legitimate wrestling fans and although they gotta be um well whatever they're superstars but although they gotta be a little bit biased you're still gonna get legit reactions from them that aren't necessarily fake at all uh, i wouldn't put it past uh wwe having a for lack of a better term a plant out in the crowd someone with an earpiece to lead the chants mm, okay uh, oh i i almost would guarantee it that way there wasn't bad chance yeah the chance wouldn't become at the point but that being said it still started out out of someone's actual mouth rather than uh someone back in a truck saying hey uh i think we should put a this is awesome chant now right <laughs> it sounds pretty good i like this match Ooh, this is awesome <laughs> hey, well, how, about, how about we do that again okay that, that sounds pretty good this is awesome anyways wow. uh good lord Jesus. Oh, so much hated. Hatred. But there was a very vicious moment at one point where Kyle O'Reilly caught uh, Balor and crotched him on the top rope and then was out on the apron and did a dragon whip, dragon screw leg whip over the top rope. And then when Balor got off of that, grabbed him again and did the same dragon screw leg whip on the middle rope again and i was like ah geez that's gonna just destroy him because my suspension of disbelief was high which is what these matches are supposed to do exactly yeah (laughs) um but this was great there were there like i said reversals left and right uh balor ended up hitting like two of the the double stomps out of reversals you know what i mean so it's like O'Reilly tries to hit something and then Balor hits the double stomps and then they get up and uh, O'Reilly hits a German suplex, but Balor rolls through and hits another double stomp. Just crazy stuff there. I was more concerned with Balor, uh, Balor at the end uh, when he started bleeding there, but uh, then I kind of, after the saw the replay, I noticed it was might have been from that kick and it might not have been his lips or mouth. It might have been his nose, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he, he was busted open somewhere in the mouth hole region. Um, and I couldn't tell whether it was coming from the mouth, like a tooth or a split lip, or whether it was coming from the nose. But in the end, after he hit the coup de gras and won, he was bleeding pretty heavily in the mouth area. Which uh, makes you think split lip. Yeah, well, it was it was coming pretty it was heavy. A lot of blood, yeah. And 
and that's where I I immediately thought it was like a like literally a knocked out tooth, um, but we didn't see or whatever, and it didn't really act like it. I don't know, but it was a lot of blood. My wife kept saying, "God, stop showing it." I'm like, "Well, they gotta show it. It's blood. That's that's what they gotta do." Yeah, kind of the rules. Right? It makes him look like a badass. So he's up there celebrating. They put the belt around his waist. They raise his arm up. They do a bunch of replays, and they come back, and there's a standoff between Balor and O'Reilly. And Balor walks over to him and extends his hand and helps O'Reilly up, and they do a show of respect. And uh, O'Reilly raises Balor's arm in victory, which is kind of uncharacteristic for Undisputed Era uh, to be celebrating with someone who just beat them. Which is, again, why I was still sold, even at this juncture. Oh my gosh, they're going to break up Undisputed Era. Yeah, and I could have totally seen that. This this was the moment that uh, you could have seen Adam Cole Bebe jumping in the ring from behind and attacking Kyle O'Reilly. Like, you've disappointed me, you're out of the group, here's where we, we kick you out. But it didn't happen. What instead happened is you heard a sound... And the camera flipped around, and there's Ridge Holland standing outside the barrier with a beaten Adam Cole over his shoulder. And Ridge Holland just sack of potato drops Adam Cole over the barrier and then turns and leaves. I seriously thought it was an Adam Cole um, doll at one point. (laughs) I was like, oh, homeboy is really good at playing dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just like, cause it was really 100% sack of potatoes. Just drop him over the top. There was yeah. no care about his well being on the way down whatsoever. Um, and then, like I say, Ridge Holland fucks off. We don't know where he goes after that. Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish come running down, trying, you know, Adam, what's going on? Oh, geez. Where'd he go? <laughs> so, um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that storyline, whether it was something personal, whether it's Ridge Holland trying to destroy the Undisputed Era, whether it's Ridge Holland wanting his shot at the championship and he thinks that beating up Adam Cole is the best way to do it. I don't really know where they're going with it. It's going to be interesting. So that's the thing. Has there been feuds between these two guys? Am I missing something here? Or is this something that's starting up? I think it's something that's starting up because as far as I'm aware, like Rich Holland has only been in NXT America for like two months now. Oh, yes. okay. It wasn't that long ago. Cause I remember on one of my uh, WBUs, I raised a fuss about Rich Holland, his first match on NXT uh, from NXT UK. And he was already getting like a big push. It was I think it was in the North American title tournament. And I was like, why does he belong in the North American title tournament if he's effectively yeah. new? Right. And yes, I know he's been on uh, NXT yeah, UK can't... for a while. But we I don't can't second guess that stuff anymore because they were right about Santos Escobar. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I guess we'll have to just find out on next week's episode of NXT. He, he apparently was a rugby player for a long time. I feel like he's just, uh, at first I felt like he was just a poor man's Dexter Loomis because he looked kind of mm-hmm. like Dexter Loomis. Also, sad that Dexter Loomis did not have a match tonight because NXT's roster is more stacked than Raw's. 
let's see here see if it tells us when he da, da, da. august 7th edition of nxt he was in the number one contenders triple threat match against oni lorkin and damian priest for the north american champion okay so fairly recent yep. so two months so if you had to rate nxt might as well have a rating system since we're going to be doing pay-per-views all the time yeah fucking might as well make up something um maybe we go back to somebody's being our normal show and we just don't do reviews of anything because uh yeah that might be the only answer happens as often as the television shows what of course we're also um gonna just flat out ignore the fact that there was also an impact wrestling pay-per-view this weekend oh was Uh, that yeah (laughs) oh jesus because between smackdown and raw having their pay-per-view NXT having a separate pay-per-view, AEW having a pay-per-view, and yes, theirs are only quarterly, but they seem to come along way faster than I assume. Uh, Impact having their pay-per-view. We would be doing nothing but pay-per-views if we paid attention to all of them. So, And thankfully, only one out of three pays attention to Impact. So, Yes. It was, by the way, a very good pay-per-view yesterday, so oh. get a chance to watch it. Uh, oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, and... Uh, Jordan Grace uh, going against... Oh, crap. I'm, to- I'm totally blanking on it. Uh, it was a rematch. Jordan Grace versus... Uh, Diana Prazo was not the one that she uh, was against this time because Diana Prazo had her match. Uh, she's the champion. And now I have to remember... <laughs> Are you pooping? I no. Feel like- I- that was poop for sure. <laughs> I am thinking. Podcast. Uh, hey Victory you, Road was the name of the podcast. Hey you, I'm pooping on a podcast. Who does number two work for? <laughs> Anyways, I can look it up. It was Victory Road was the uh, name of the pay-per-view this week. And it was a great pay-per-view overall. Uh, I'm not going to go into everything, but Eric Young versus Eddie Edwards for the championship. Deanna Perrazzo was against Susie, which is um, uh, Sue Young's nice alter ego. Um, Josh Alexander versus Alex Shelley versus Ace Austin versus Carl Anderson, which is a tease for their match at next month or this coming month's pay-per-view, Bound for Glory, which is going to be a four-way tag title match featuring... The North versus Motor City Machine Guns versus Ace Austin and um, Mac, Max Fulton versus the Good Brothers. Uh, you had uh, Heath and Rhino versus Reno Scum in a match where Heath is trying to win a uh, contract with Impact. Tennille Dashwood, that's who it was, versus Jordan Grace. Ah, Tennille Dashwood. Mm-hmm. The most unceremoniously released character in history. Yeah. Rohit Raju uh, versus Willie Mack for the X Division Championship. Brian Myers versus Tommy Dreamer. Oh, nice. How did that go? Uh, it was a good match. Um, Brian Myers won. Battle of New York, they called it, because they're both New York guys. Mm. Um, and the Rascals versus Triple XL, which... That, that's a team that lives up to their name. They are two big dudes. Um, but it was a great pay-per-view, all in all. So if you get a chance, watch it, or at least pick the highlights of it. Uh, great match. However, was not NXT TakeOver 31 level. So Right. Um, 
I I will give NXT Takeover 31 a rating of uh, 683 out of 700. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. And and Impact Victory Road was a score of 572 out of 800. Oh wait, you just did. I I love that you increased your scale. There. <laughs> <laughs> I was I waiting for someone to notice. <laughs> and I will give AEW a 924 out of a thousand. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll just be basic, and I'll just give it a 4.2 out of five. I thought it was a fairly decent uh, pay-per-view, and I think it might have even have been better than, definitely, actually, better than in your house. That's not hard to be. Yep, that's true. And, and since uh, he's that, basic, he's going to then go leave and go get a pumpkin spice latte from Tim Hortons because he's not American. Well, first of all, we have Starbucks. Calm your tits. <laughs> um, and I would technically have to get it from Tim Hortons because Starbucks would be closed right now. But I wouldn't be going anywhere because we are in the red zone and COVID is a thing. So I will be staying home and just being sad about not getting a pumpkin spice latte. A pumpkin spice latte? I said a pumpkin. Open your ear. I feel like that was a bee. I feel like you're a bee. No, you uh, are. <laughs> no, you are. No. Although, great pay-per-view. Loved every second of it. Even the parts I didn't like, I loved. Oh, Jesus. That sounds very biased. You could have just stopped with, I liked it. Great pay-per-view. Even the parts I didn't like, I loved. Gee, golly. Exactly what he unbiased. said. That's exactly what he said. Yes. I know, but he was still being biased. Anywho, I'm tired. What are we doing next? <laughs> I'm tired too. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this up. Um, so yeah, great pay-per-view. Loved it. Uh, what else to say? Look forward to Wednesday. Do you know? the fallout of it. Um, I'll still be watching AEW first, but you know, that's me. We're going to have a... Uh, dog collar match on AEW, so. Oh, yes, true. That should be fun. And I'm just really excited to see what Ember Moon does. I'm really excited to see her, though, uh, in uh, NXT, and hopefully she has a match right away, right off the bat. Because, man, WWE, or Raw, rather, just did not use her at all. At all, at all. So, really excited. Really want to see her against uh, Shirai. That'd be a good time. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, y'all. Y'all. And we don't stop. Um, but yeah, so like, share, subscribe this podcast. Um, great pay-per-view. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. We do have a programming note. There will not be a traditional FBI this week. No. No. Because uh, in light of the fact that they are doing the WWE draft starting this coming Friday on SmackDown, we will be doing a fantasy mock draft oh fancy um it'll but be fun our new show will still be releasing this mm-hmm. week like normal because it's easy for you guys to go onto the network and watch it yep so watch so- along watch along is just jlb and me it might hopefully someday get smarks on it crossing our fingers I imagine there's a 732% chance that that'll happen someday. Out of 924, so not not entirely. 32% out of 924. That's it. The percentage even has a rate scale. Uh, um, 
It also means that you're a third of the wrestler that I am. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. So just new pot, a new uh, a new segment, if you will, the botch along. Essentially, uh, me and Kayfabe for now, we just watch along a bunch of botch. Uh, segments, matches, or whatever have you. We give our thoughts as we watch it, and we welcome you to watch it with us so you can be part of the conversation and always feel free to comment on all of our stuff. But uh, Mr. Smarks is going to tell you how you can follow Raw and Order WBU to be able to do so. Smarks? So the first episode of Botchlog is already out. I believe it covers the Ultimate Warriors debut in WCW from 98 i want to forget yeah i want to forget about it but certainly it's <laughs> ultimate it's the ultimate botch debut um of the ultimate warrior um i did it basically first time watching it i've heard about it so you got my basically my first impressions there and uh yeah yeah it's pretty interesting a very dreadful debut debut but a very interesting segment to say the least so that's already out now um when you go to there you can follow the instructions to find the episode on the network uh get to the exact time code and and botch along with them uh, but make learn sure the value of adjectives and yes. adverbs yes uh, especially largely in extemporaneous ones yeah, um, Ultimate Warrior was not a cunning linguist. Oh, but he tried to be on this debut. Oh, yeah, there was oh. a lot of big, big uh, adjectives. I mean, I'm very impressed with his vocabulary. Just the context didn't make much sense. So you must botch along to uh, Officer Smarks because hot diggity damn, was it... Uh, was it ever a very... I don't know if he wants to watch it again. <laughs> it's painful. But, yeah, no. And then the next episode is, I believe, going to start going live on Saturday mornings from now on. So you're going to have your regular WBU episodes, your FBI episodes, and then the new episode, Saturday mornings of the Botch Along. There you go. So instead of we don't get Todd Pettengill anymore. Mm-hmm. So because you don't have Todd Pettengill to give you entertainment Saturday morning, we've decided to give you that entertainment. I was more to say, because we're so animated, there's no longer any great Saturday night cartoons on. Just tune on to us. We're pretty much those Saturday night cartoon content with uh, somewhat... Saturday night cartoons? Saturday I was them at nighttime in Canada? I was about to say... What sort of fucked up system does Canada have putting their cartoons <laughs> on at night? They all are at night if you watch the uh, Adult Swim channel. Fuck these kids. They don't need cartoons. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, I at one point thought I might want to move to Canada, but if you put their cartoons on at night, fuck that. <laughs> you never thought you wanted to move here. Stop it. 11, 11.30 at night. Well, no, I'm not going to bed yet. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to be on soon. Yeah. I swear I've done that once or twice. <laughs> oh, can't go on with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So where can they follow us, damn it? You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at... At DA Vincent K. Fabe. And you can follow JLB at... JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR, where you can find all the streams of the Spotify's, the Apple's, the iHeart's, um, and others. Um, 
realtalkradio.online it's a website that's probably not going to be updated for quite some time but it's still going to promote it because i paid money and gosh darn it it's there um and 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 that's that's pretty much how the cookie crumbles we're gonna have three weeks worth of big brother um uh recaps going on there hopefully on uh tomorrow and uh yeah that's 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 my story and i'm sticking to it Yes. Uh, also, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use. Uh, that way you get notified as soon as we post the new episodes, including the botch longs. They're going to be right there on the same channel. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu. Uh, we've moved down to just one level. It's only $3 a month to support us, and you get access to all of the perks now. Like, uh, you can't go wrong. Three bucks, Jesus. Nah, three bucks, that's like two Tim Hortons pumpkin spice lattes. It's probably one pumpkin spice latte if you go to Starbucks. So for you Americans who don't think Canadians have Starbucks over here, you can certainly just save yourself the $3 to go to a lower class coffee shop and uh, Patreon it up and have a chance to be voiced on Raw and Order WBU. Have a botch along with us, why don't you? Yeah. Now, I didn't say you didn't have Starbucks. I just figured a real Canadian wouldn't go to Starbucks. They'd go to Tim Horton. Oh, okay. Don't Fair. you know. Don't you know. It's only them fake them. They're Canadians that go to the Starbucks. Yeah, and plus Starbucks is just too freaking expensive for nothing. Like, get out of here. I mean, Tim's is not even that great, technically. Um, but yeah, go Timmy's. Yeah. You got nothing on Duncan. Ah. Uh, Dunkin' used to be... We have very little Dunkin', at least in Quebec, we have very little Dunkin' Donuts anymore. I do enjoy their coffee a little bit more, for sure. I do like Timmy's Donuts better, though. But this uh, will debate for another time, because... Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you get a chance, go on YouTube and search for the Saturday Night Live Dunkin' Donuts sketch with Casey Affleck. It's hilarious. Oh, snap. And hashtag still not sponsored. Yes. Um, but if Turks and Kaikos wants to hit us up, we would love to, to help Come you guys out. On. Come yeah. home. We'll even we'll even do a, a rock segment. Like, Finally, Raw and Order has come back. To Turks and Kaikos. To Turks and Kaikos, because it's not really home. <laughs> we want to go. Not really. See, what you call Please it. Please sponsor us, TurksandKaikos.com. <laughs> I'm going to register that website, I swear. You said that last week. Yes, and I swear I'm going to. Just as soon as that stimulus check comes in. <laughs> well, Trump's in the hospital currently, so you're going to have to wait a bit. Or, if enough people head to shop.spreadshirt.com slash WBU <laughs> And buy t-shirts. And buy t-shirts, I'll register it then. Snap. Perhaps the new Turks and Kaikos t-shirt, is it up yet? It is not up yet, but but I'm working on it. Turks and Kaikos. not sponsored by Turks and Kaikos. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you guys soon with a visit from the FBI. Thanks for listening. Ciao.